Aaron, do you remember the guy who bought Masterpiece Starscream in the dealer room, first thing, ran out into the hall, opened it, and immediately broke the nose cone off? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I distinctly remember that. Is like the first person who bought one in the dealer room ran out, opened it up, all him and all his friends are looking at it, and then if I remember right, because the, the nose cone, if you pull on it and hinge it out, you can see the radar dish. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, yeah. yo, check out what this thing can do. And he didn't pull out. He just tried to hinge uh -huh. it back. And I was like, <laughs> crack! What the fuck's going on down there? Welcome to WTF at TFW. This is episode 454, and I'm joined by Aaron. Yeah, still trying not to throw up in my mouth a little bit. And I'm also joined by TJ. Yeah, that's my fault. Yeah, we're sorry. We we had a discussion before where I couldn't remember actually how many times the Masterpiece Seeker Mold had been released, and we looked into things, and I couldn't remember if the Sunstorm actually came out. <laughs> and then, we yeah, we looked at Sunstorm, and uh, yo, Sunstorm was uggo. That was an Ugo Ronald McDonald Seeker. Anyway, that's behind us now. Uh, also on the floor, a little bit on the wall. We are here to talk to you today about Transformers, hopefully ones that, that induce friendlier reactions. Uh, and we're actually going to start off by talking about audio. There's no way you could, you could be made nauseous by audio. Because um, we're going to do some new picture picks, and I selected my picture pick ahead of time. And I really, I only really selected it because I'm still excited about these, and I wanted to throw it up as a bit of a PS, throw it up as a bit of a PSA, uh -huh. because I think there are still some people who don't know these are getting released, and these are super cool. And if you like the old Transformers cartoon from the '80s at all, you really should be checking these things out. Uh, we got another audio dump of raw audio recording, uh, a lot of which is stuff that was not heard in the final episode. Uh, this is from Fire on the Mountain, so it has a whole lot more of Skyfire being called Jetfire. Um, and once again, it's really cool to finally hear, as I said before, raw, uneffects recordings of uh, the vocal performances for characters who were kind of buried under vocal effects, like Megatron, Starscream, and Soundwave. So uh, you, I think you also get to hear, I want to say it's Frank Welker, because it's animal noises, but you get to hear some friggin' some animal ass animal noises where i i'm surprised if it's animal noises it's frank welker yeah That's, yeah that absolutely. is voice acting for the last 30 years but they're mm -hmm. so raw in this like it sounds you can hear the skin getting stripped off the inside of his throat in some of those those things uh because it's like laser beak and ravage i believe and i can't believe he's actually making some of those noises with a human throat and mouth the man is scary, and he has put out of business many a sound effects CDs. It's it's incredible, and also hearing uh, hearing the Chris Lada Starscream voice, and like when you hear it totally raw with no effects. Uh, similarly, I think that the G One Megatron voice too. You can you can just hear how much like work and abuse that does to the throat of the actor. Mm -hmm. uh, there there's a lot of stuff that uh, I chalked up to being effects that is not. I, I said this before when we heard this. I'm just reiterating a bit. But uh, please do check it out. It's uh, Transformers at the Moon got this whole archive of uh, audio tapes from Sunbow and dug through them to pull out all of these recordings. Uh, they also have, I think, some other shows audio as well. At least they've said they did. I don't know if they put it up. I haven't, I haven't really checked. I only really looked when the Transformers ones went up. But I wanted to throw the PSA out there that uh, we got another one of these uh, up and listenable. 
it's also just fun hearing everyone saying Jetfire because of how fuzzy my memory is. It doesn't sound wrong because in my head, Jetfire and Skyfire both kind of process the same way. Right. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird to describe. Um, I don't know if you guys actually had anything you wanted to throw in about those audio recordings. I just wanted to say that they're there. Um, it's always extremely cool for me to hear the voice acting process going on. So mm. the things I haven't listened to that one just yet, but I do like going back and listening to them to just hear how different it was. And you get kind of a more of a pre- appreciation for just how much work goes into it, even though it was basically seen as a 22 minute toy commercial. When, when you hear the prolonged take of ravage noises, you're going to want to like go and find Frank Welker and give him $20. This is going to be like they didn't they could not possibly have paid you enough to, to do all that. Look, look, here, here, here's a box of lozenges. Yeah, it's so you need this more than I do. It sounds like he like got himself sick so he could make some of those noises. Like, that's the way it sounds to me. <laughs> like, I have literally heard of stories where voice actors stopped smoking and then took it back up simply because they couldn't make those noises anymore. Can't get the gravel anymore. Yeah. Like just record your audio. Like go to bed. Don't drink water before you go to bed. Go to bed. Four hours later, wake up and go record your lines. You'll get some of that that vocal uh, fry. Um. Anyway, that that's uh, that's technically a picture because there's one in the front page news item. But let's do some. Uh, hopefully, at least one of these actually has a picture in it. Some new picture picks. Aaron, what would you like to talk about? Yeah. Um. There's not a ton. The only thing that's starting to get exciting for toy stuff is um, like last night premiere edition, which is like the the teaser toys are starting mm-hmm. to pop up more and more. Um, I actually saw one of the voice changer helmets at a Think Geek store that just opened up in the mall, but also the uh, Voyagers uh, were spotted in Texas this morning. Tejas. And um, it looks like turbo changers and deluxes are showing up in germany so the toys are actually starting to get out there that voice so changer helmet them and ignore them that voice changer helmet's been out in canada for a good long time has uh, it it yeah. was the first that i'd seen that helmet here in the u.s it showed up like freakishly early in the electronic sections of toys r us and okay. it would only ever catch my eye because the box looks so new and i'd be like oh what's that yeah. oh right yeah and it's probably just the same voice changer helmet that they've done for four other movies i slightly different voice chip i think the sculpt is new but i'm I'm not gonna do the work to figure out if it really is but i i I, when i look at it i'm like that doesn't look quite like the one that i bought 10 years ago but yeah so those toys are starting to get out there so if movie toys are your jam um stop listening to this podcast because you're a whole person and maybe go get those i would like for these to start coming out so we can get to the waves with the toys that i want uh the two that have been spotted are both repaints and i find them tremendously boring oh no wait these are voyagers that optimus is new it's already happening again that the fatigue that made me think a bunch of deluxes weren't Mm -hmm. new yeah Yeah. sorry that optimus i'm actually kind of interested in but i don't actually want to like hunt for it again though it's it's the the unfortunate thing about having the same aesthetic time and time again is it could be completely new but it looks pretty much the same Mm -hmm. because it's the same character model it's such a bummer given I felt this way a whole lot when Dark of the Moon's toy line came out because that that was also the first movie line that got a, that, that that got away from the direction that the first one evolved into in Revenge of the Fallen. 
where mm-hmm. it was like, and, and you know, onwards into Hunt for the Decepticons, where it was like, what if we actually try to make these designs workable and fun, but not hard to transform? And so many of those toys got completely overlooked for years, um, just be, because of the sheer fatigue and like, oh yeah, you know, not even realizing some of them were new. Yeah, like I was championing those toys for a long time. Just yeah. because they worked so much better. Because Revenge of the Fallen was so much better. Just get it as accurate as possible, no matter how complex it has to be. I feel so guilty now that I've... Com- After getting kind of hyped for that Voyager Optimus, I just waved it off as <laughs> one of one of the 2014 it's, toys. It's weird how that works, because we as Transformer fans admit, we buy a lot of toys that look alike. How many, yeah. how many iterations of G1 Optimus Prime have you had in your lifetime and then we look at these and go well i didn't even realize that was a new mold because it just looks the same it's the box style man there's something in my brain that turns off now whenever i see the age of extinction style box with that color palette specifically well, like it the is almost exactly red. the same box design yeah it's just something yeah. something deactivates in my head and i'm like no i haven't i'm sure i'm sure i have it uh yeah man that's i i'm so sorry optimus prime i actually one of the other reasons why I, I feel kind of bad about how easy it is to blow off a lot of the movie toys that are completely newly designed uh, is because, and I felt this way with Dark of the Moon, a lot of work probably went into some of these to make them better uh, than whatever they were before. Um, like when when a listener like kind of broke down how different that drift was, I'm like, oh, so this new drift deluxe that I thought was a repaint actually transforms backwards from the old one. Now I feel like double guilty. Because I bet Hasui put a bunch of work into that. Because uh, if I recall correctly, um, Hasui is probably behind some of these uh, Transformers 5 new molds. So uh, I- I'm kind of looking forward to messing with some of them. Because like the video I saw of that Voyager Optimus, it looks like it transforms in a really cool way. Um, but it's so hard to feel like I need to run out and get them. Aside from like the draw of getting a whole bunch of YouTube traffic if I put up a video about them when everyone's thinking about the movie. Because... I bet these movie toys are going to be as easy to find for a long time as the Age of Extinction ones tended to be. Um, but hey, congratulations, Texas. You can start right now. Are either of you guys interested in that Optimus, or is it just me? The guy who couldn't remember that it even existed. Am I the only one who also cares? This is another one. Like, a lot of these movie toys, I think, may sell themselves better to me if I can get them in hand. Yeah, but until the point in time that somebody can hand one to me, and say, "Hey, doesn't this look neat?" Um, then I'm I'm we gotta, probably not going to buy him because, man, I already have something that's very close to that version, and like I'm kind of tired of this of that aesthetic, and I kind of feel bad like that, but. Man, well, once it's we been get, the same thing a bunch. Once we get into convention time, we got to put you into a into a sin room full of these <sighs> these new movie toys. Because I tell you, I may not make any conventions this year because I'm going to California in like two weeks and it's going to be stupid expensive. We got to get someone to to grab you while you're in California, put you into a sin room, and uh, I, I will be just across the bay from Seth. I think. Got to get Seth to put you into a sin <laughs> room and uh, surround you with these new movie toys somehow. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. I'm vaguely interested in it. It's definitely one of those if I have nothing better to buy and I'm at the store kind of things. I do feel happy that it seems like a lot of people who generally wouldn't be interested in any of these 
uh, are looking at the Megatrons. Because I felt like those Megatrons were something special. And uh, I've seen a number of people who are like, not interested in those movie toys, except that Megatron looks really cool. Yeah, the leader Megatron looks far better than it has any right to look. Yeah. I'm thoroughly interested in that one in particular. I'm really hoping that that's the one that's like, you know, on the design end, that was meant to be kind of the centerpiece. Because I I would love it if it's getting attention uh, that, that is well deserved. Um, yeah, I uh, I really want to see uh, some of those deluxes. I also want to see how much all of this costs in Canada, so I can feel really bad and uh, and not not go into a sin room because no one can afford to set one up. Uh, DJ, what's your new picture pick? So come April first, uh, Takara Tomi put out this whole video demonstrating their version of Titans Return Trypticon. Oh, I was so fingers crossed one of you guys would talk about it. I oh, I must have missed that thing entirely. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, you dropped so the, right on April first. Yeah, so yeah. It's, oh, that's why because I don't pay attention to the internet on that day. Yeah, that's <laughs> smart man. They actually they actually did something that wasn't a joke. Uh, yeah, it's two guys. Who, Way too excited playing with a gigantic plastic T-Rex. I, I don't want a tangent from the Transformers part of this, but the way that, that those guys were hosting that video reminds me of a lot of Korean toy channels I've seen on YouTube, uh, many of which seem to be partnered with toy companies, where you have two kind of young guys um, hosting a show about new toys where they are dressed and acting like very small children. Like, you get the larger guy in the overalls. Yeah. Looks like he's dressed like a four-year-old. And Uh the two of them are both going like, look at this Transformer! Like, this very uh, overblown, act-like-a-kid kind of performance. It seems to be... If you you look at uh, Korean toy YouTube, there is a lot of that stuff. Um, Oddly enough, actually, you can't find a lot of those videos unless you start actually searching for the Korean alphabet characters for lines like Tobot and Carbot. But it, I think it is like it's got to just be some kind of marketing trend that that maybe I've missed it. I don't think I've seen in North America for a long time. No, North America just hands it to a child actor who's only half interested in what they're doing. Yeah. Mm. So I I feel like this is taking an opposite approach where it's not in the age bracket, but man, they're excited. It, it just there's a weird thing about that where I'm like, I wonder what those guys are like off camera. They're just depressed chain smokers. <laughs> like, is there? Yeah, is there Look, just I've, like a... I've got to be. I've got to be like five year old idiot happy all the time. <sighs> oh, I hate my job. Like, like, is this the way that they're starting in the into the entertainment industry? And then, like, this, this is just like their their entry level job. The two of them like auditioned for a tokusatsu and couldn't get in. Look, I've got three ungrateful kids. I have to feed with this crap. I don't have to take it from you. Also, I'm 20. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the actual video was some of our first like in-hand pr- like footage of a closer-to-production Trypticon. Yeah. Uh, which they never transform. Uh, they never, say. yeah. That's the, that's the downside. Uh, I don't know, they just had them doing some like chicken wing. Yeah, that's as close as they come. Yeah. But we still don't know about that canopy in the tail. Um, like, I still want the mystery to be solved. I think it's nice just having, like, actual people, like, moving it around with actual, like, Transformers that I know the size of. So, I yeah. it helps the mental whole projection lot, whole of it so well. A whole lot easier to do that well. comparison. 
Yeah. But I also like that we could hear. It's the thing I I, I really find helpful in coverage of figures is that we could we could hear the noises the toy was making. Like it it gave it a little bit of like I don't know existence. Mm-hmm. Like when you, uh-huh. you could hear the joints rattling a bit. Um, they also had something I was jealous of. They had a Tupperware container with like five billion Takaratomi well painted Titan Masters. Yeah, just shoving them down his gullet. Yeah, they were they were doing a test to see how many the toy could eat. I think they got up to twenty eight. Yes, twenty. Yeah, like like nearly thirty. They could fit in there before they were starting to um, not go all the way down the throat. Watching that's, that's about who... my limit on headmasters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the new ones are smaller. They're not as filling. Yeah. There was yeah. a point, I think, where they stopped, and then they realized, wait, if we close the mouth, we can get a few more in here without them falling out. I do like that when... Now, now is this Nathan's hot dogs rules where he can't throw them back up for it to count <laughs> after a half hour, or...? Yeah, I think that the, the thing was that you had to be able to close the mouth and, like, <laughs> you know, wait a few seconds and, you know... He's actually taking and, the he's actually taking the robots off and eating them first and then the faces. Yeah, and yeah. then, and then he, he's got like three giant glasses of water just to help soften all the bready parts. <laughs> I do like seeing when non-designers are handling toys that aren't out yet like this. Oh, yeah. Because it does, it accidentally reveals stuff that they haven't shown off yet. Like, I like that the head has like up and down articulation that doesn't interfere with the swallowing gimmick. Mm-hmm. Like it does mm-hmm. confirm things like, okay, the hinges on the arms do go out a little bit and uh, the legs do splay out. That's, you know, little things like that, that they don't even, yeah, it's so simple to confirm, but this is the only way you really get to see it sometimes. And I like how they were not careful at all. They oh were, no. They were yeah. just kind Feeding of that thing up. That thing. Yeah. It, it makes me feel good. Cause I'm like, all right, like I, you know, I didn't think Trypticon was going to be fragile, but like when you see, these dudes going like, hey, look at this. He's going to do a chicken dance. Whack, whack, whack. You hear all the, the ratchet noises going off. You're like, all right, that thing can handle it. Um, I went digging through the channel to see if there was any other stuff, but I didn't dig very far. Uh, I didn't find anything else that was very interesting. I kind of want to check in on that channel every now and then. <laughs> see if that dude always wears the same overalls. <laughs> like, no one looked... No one can look cool wearing overalls, right? Mario. Hello. No one can look cool wearing overalls, right? Like, come on, let's be, we got to be honest to our buddy Mario Mario, okay? Well, there's also the difference between these are just like straight up, what is that, Lee brand versus like maybe coveralls that have been used out on the ranch. And look like they've had a life, not just an alternate way of holding up pants with a pocket on the front of it. I never thought of them as an alternate way of holding up pants, <laughs> but I like that as a description of overalls. Because I'm sure, you know, overalls, if they ca- probably could be a really weird looking thing if you'd never been exposed to them as a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, like, why what, do you what, pants go up over your shoulder? I don't. Why? Why I don't did understand you, this? Why did you sew an apron to your pants? That makes no sense. Have you ever heard of a belt? Ever? Uh, when I was four, I had overalls. Toddler me had overalls for at least a good couple months of my toddler life. All I remember is there was a very satisfying click when you connected the top strap things to the front. Hmm. And I remember as like a five-year-old being disappointed that regular pants didn't do that. 
but that's all I remember. <laughs> See, I, I have learned as I grow up that I did have overalls as a child moving on to pants and then to shorts and then realizing as I grow up, I just want to wear less and less pants. I just generally don't wear clothes. I'm really good at hiding it. Just letting that one breathe for a little while. Yeah. We were talking about a plastic dinosaur. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm excited about Trypticon. I'm not uh, feeling like I got to rush out to get him. I have a feeling he's going to be about as plentiful as Fort Max. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to messing with that figure whenever I get a chance. I'm also feeling like there's 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 precious little reason to try to import it since I'm already in North America. The differences between the two seem so sparse. Um, it's like so far, it looks like it's just like the hue of the colors. And it's not even like one is clearly superior. It's just one's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's something to look forward to this year. I'm, I'm, man, good old Trypticon. He's getting his day. Uh, anything else about that video you guys want to want to touch on? Anything else about overalls you want to talk about? No. I kind of like the overall guy's haircut. I, I had a haircut like that once. I kind of want to get it again. Did you also have that haircut when you were little and wearing overalls? No, when I was little. Are, I had, are you trying to tell us something? I had very I had very puffy hair when I was little. I just realized the creepiness of the dolls that are on the walls behind them. I'd really try to not look at the wall behind them. <laughs> There's a lot about that wall I don't like. Uh, anyway, check out the video if you haven't had a chance. It's not all that long, and it, it's it's a neat look into a, something that I don't think really exists over here as far as actual like toy coverage. Um, certainly, there are TV shows made over here where you have a host who speaks to the audience in a v sometimes borderline insultingly childlike manner, but not to sell toys. It's all different. Uh, I got us some listener questions, and I, uh, I got us a trio of them, so let's uh, let's jump into these. The first one comes from Headmaster Dawn, uh, who says, Do you think it's disappointing Takara hasn't revisited Yusha during the Combiner Wars Titans Return line? Uh, we'll never see Brave like in the 90s, but Takara could homage characters using Transformers figures. Uh, Ultra Magnus as X-Kaiser, Astro Train as Dugar and X, uh, the Lyokaiser set as Galgagar, etc. Dawn, I think that was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um says well, let's uh, be fair that toy is a bit of a stretch to begin with yeah, yeah. <laughs> well he says he says not perfect matches but it would be something different and another use for the molds uh, i i totally agree i i thought maybe something was going to start once they straight up gave us the choice to have victorion as a name i thought maybe we were heading into some some realm of like someone on the design side was a big brave fan and they wanted to slip in some more homages and and yeah there have been none <laughs> and I, I i don't know if i feel like straight up disappointed this is more like i think it would have been cool if it happened but i wasn't really expecting much uh but but i totally i totally would love to see brave get referenced i wonder if the reason why it hasn't other than maybe no one over there cares is because a lot of the brave series imagery uh is owned by uh a different company uh as even though the toys were done by takara Takara, as far as I recall, do not own the imagery of Brave um, that belongs right. to, to whoever did the animation, mm -hmm. um, which is why it's all happening over at Bandai now. Yeah, I remember um, I remember when uh, Galaxy Force came out and their their Excellion, our hotshot, was actually done up intentionally to be like Volfog, but that's mm. as close as they could get to him. Well, and, and yeah, it was kind of like 
it was like Volfog, but it was also like uh, that that just that run of of uh, the the smallest form of the the hero of the show would be like a police car that transforms in the exact same way all the time. That Volfog style, um, like oh, who is it? Uh, Goldran and uh, oh, and uh, Dagwon. Um, like those two immediately jumped to mind. Also, Jay Decker, like just a little car that transforms kind of like Volfog does and then would turn into a chest plate or seat into the chest of a bigger robot. Um, I actually have a little aside about Yusha for those of you who are into Brave and want to find new Brave toys. So do you guys remember at all a while ago when I was talking about how Sonokong in Korea is doing its own toy line called Hello Carbot? Uh-huh. Uh, which was like a Hyundai-sponsored uh, car line that was sort of competing against Tobot. Uh, Hello Carbot has taken a different direction in the last couple years. It has just become a new Brave line. Um, I am convinced that whoever's working on it took over design work on that line a couple years ago. Must have been a fan or just was someone who wanted to work at Sonokong when they were distributing their Brave toys. They are making just Brave toys. Uh, it started with Super Patron, where you get like a, it's, a, it's one set is a giant school bus that turns into a into a robot. And uh, there's like a police car ninja who can transform into a chest plate for the school bus robot. And then right. the other set is like an ambulance and a huge fire truck. And they have the same play pattern. And the two of them can combine together as well. So it's like two small robots, two large robots. They can all combine into a big one. And I'm like, this feels very brave. The new Carbot toys that just came out, uh, the big hint is one of them is a giant drill tank. But if you leave that part aside, it's it's straight up like brave. It's two small vehicle transforming robots uh, and then they can also transform into the torso section and head uh, that plugs into a larger body made from a vehicle that doesn't have its own robot form. Exactly like J. Decker, exactly like Goldran. Um, one of them is a big drill tank. The other one's like, I think, a fire truck of some kind. And then they can, of course, all combine together. Uh, the little guys are construction vehicles, if I recall correctly. And then they made two more little guy construction vehicles. And it's so you can combine these toys together. And then they made two more little guys whose entire function is to give an extra inch of height where they split in half so that each of the new little guys turns into a heel and a shoulder adornment. It's like their body just turns into a heel to give an extra inch of height. And I'm, and I'm like, more and more robots just to build the shoes. That is as brave as you can get. Uh, design wise so if you want new brave toys and you don't mind paying exorbitant prices because you're getting them shipped from uh from korea uh look into the new carbot stuff anyway uh our next listener question is from super daddy co um this is about masterpiece megatron so it's topical that might be why i selected it right now uh he says good day receiving an email from anime express that masterpiece megatron's in stock ready to ship out was awesome as i did not expect it to come till late april <clears throat> I uh, just as an aside. I don't think anyone was expecting to have to pay for Masterpiece Megatron as early as many people had to pay for yeah. Masterpiece Megatron. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of people got billed for that toy in March when it said it's coming out in April. Uh, it was just a, quite a shock. I had a moment. I had a momentary uh, schizophrenic episode. It's like, oh, I see. Okay, I guess it's April now. Uh, anyway, question continues. I did see that a lot of U.S. buyers have received emails stating that uh, U.S. and Australian buyers will have their boxes opened and an orange plug installed on the barrel to comply with safety laws. Living in Richmond, B.C., I did not get that kind of email, so I'm hoping that Canadian buyers will not be affected by this. Um, another quick aside. I don't know exactly where everyone is getting their Megatrons from, but I know at least one or two Canadians have theirs and do not have an orange plug. I'm not sure if they got them 
from specifically a seller that said they were doing that. But there you go. Uh, the actual question is, do you think uh, this masterpiece was priced to be very high by Takara Tomy because they know that it will never be sold in the U.S. market? Perhaps the current pricing was the only way they could recoup all the engineering costs. Anyway, love the work uh, you and the rest of the guys put into all the episodes. Keep up the good work. Super Daddy Co. So I was thinking about this myself. Um, there was a time where I was quite convinced that part of the reason why that new Megatron is so expensive is because it was a known factor that overseas people would probably clamor for it because it would never come out over here. But now that mm -hmm. people have it in hand, I think another factor behind that high price is it turns out the toy is actually coated head to toe in paint. And it was just never apparent in a lot of those photos that he was. But he is. He's not actually just done in flat gray. What looked like a flat gray is actually a slight metallic flake gray, and it's all paint, according to in-hand reports. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I still think that might have factored in. Uh, what do you guys think? Like, do you think that there was a known quantity in the pricing that it would be attractive to overseas buyers? Um, see, that's a thing. That gets a little bit conspiracy theory Um, Or is it just, like, smart business? Well, no, the reason why I say that is because they're looking at... So, there probably is a higher price set because they can think they can sell it for more however from the bits i've seen it looks as if it it's not like it's overpriced it's just expensive if that makes sense i, I think it's one it's where, like it's where like it's, shockwave where there's electronics and i think right. those electronics are costing a lot more than anyone would like them to cost oh that's always the case because now you have to have elect an electronics <clears throat> line yeah so you've got to have you know, Takara is probably not making that electronics hardware there themselves. They probably contract that out to somebody to make the chips and everything. And you've got a bunch of factors like that that go into it. And then the, they'd be looking at, okay, they. I bet that they are going to goose their production numbers a little bit because they know that the odds of hasbro buying some of them or leasing the mold or however the takara hasbro interaction works on stuff like that or at least, at least they're not going to be getting like like uh hasbro except for hasbro asia right as it turned i was actually i was kind of curious about that but yeah hasbro asia did release the toy there's a collector's coin and all of that right um but i bet that in that hasbro mm -hmm. us is probably a significant chunk of the of the pie oh yeah just I'll, just I, regardless of if you want to say um you know because hasbro asia started to grow hasbro europe has always been strong yeah but i bet that's still big enough of a chunk of the pie that they're gonna look and see like okay uh that's just not gonna happen so um you know they they might be bumping that some just because like i said they don't think that they're going to uh sell as many outside of market so they're going to have to be selling more out of japan i think i think also legally and on record they actually could never state that as an intention right um, mm -hmm. because so the, then that's the thing that and that may just be something where they you know go by hlj all the by all the importers numbers to try and determine where they need to set production versus maybe um you know, the way that they've done it before, where they know a little bit better what the odds are going to be. 
And, and also, I should throw in, um, on top of all of this, having seen videos of how that toy works, it is also an extremely complicated toy with a ton of moving parts and a lot of assembly. Right. Uh, and it seems like nearly everything is painted in some way as well. So all of this stacks up to create this very expensive uh, product. Um, I, I, just, I just have this... I, I, have a, I, I feel like the fact that it's Megatron and the fact that a G1 Megatron who turns into a gun just is, can't be sold over here in a way that looks like the cartoon. It's mm -hmm. got to have, it had to have at least behind closed doors come up as a bullet point somewhere. Right. Um, but I, I certainly, now that I've seen how the toy turned out, I don't think that's like the sole thing that would have driven its price to be more expensive. There were a whole lot of decisions made that made yeah. the thing more expensive. Yeah. It feels like it's a whole bunch of things, just nickel and diming it up and up mm -hmm. and up and up. Like there is the level of paint, there's the number of accessories, there is how intricate the toy is compared to a lot of recent masterpiece releases. Mm -hmm. Um you also and I will say that may, I will I will say the fact that it cannot be licensed and released in the US is probably a small chunk of that. What is probably another small chunk of that is the fact that Megatron doesn't lend himself to any repaints mm -hmm. that would be widely yeah, accepted. Yeah, all they can like all they could really do that has been done before would be your e-hobby black megatron yeah uh, and i, I right I, maybe maybe squeak a browning out of it i don't know man and, uh, i don't browning has such a different look there would be so much retooling yeah uh, the only thing i think you could even get away with would be to like if the optimus primal does well to do like a toy centric version where it has a more toy accurate head the gun and sword accessories and, and like silver mm -hmm. paint as opposed to this gray like i've seen that as the biggest um the biggest i want it uh, across a lot of the, the the comment threads i've seen are people saying i really want a toyetic silver version um it, it seems like they, oddly enough that's become one of the biggest criticisms i've seen about the thing by people who don't own it is uh, a lot of people are, it turns out, just really want a metallic silver Megatron. Um, which I, I I was kind of surprised by. I didn't know that was going to be such a talking point, but it totally is. Uh, and it makes sense. Uh, metallic silver looks really nice in photos, and this seems like a much more subtle thing that isn't going to click with everyone. Uh, to be honest, when I, when I heard that the thing was totally covered in paint, which came about because... Of, turns out that the toy is also chippable because of the sheer amount of moving parts the tight fit of some stuff i i was like maybe you guys didn't need to paint the entire thing <laughs> uh -huh. but i know that i would get yelled at if i said that in the crowded room there are a lot of folks who really want their paint value and it, it does bring something visually it's just like when, when it comes to transforming toys i'm always like maybe you don't have to paint everything because then you just introduce a chipping risk uh but, you know, it would have been probably been swirly plastic if it wasn't done this way and, or it would have been really flat looking. I don't know. Lots of different things to talk about. But I think there are enough factors about that figure that explain its price point before you also factor in stuff like distribution. Uh, it's a, it's a, I've been asked that twice in the last couple of weeks now, actually, about how the price of that figure when compared to something like one of the third party ones. Like, you know, how does that all balance out? Do you think it's worth it? And I'm kind of like, don't. That that's a very hard question to answer. Uh, I think that it shows a maybe a bit of a lack of looking at the overall market that the thing ended up that expensive. Um, because it seems like its release hasn't actually killed interest in the two major third-party masterpiece Megatrons. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is that the two of them were already cheaper than it when they were new, and you know, of course, their value has gone down a bit now that it's come out. 
but that just means now there's an even cheaper way to get a Megatron at that scale and style. Uh, especially if something about the new one doesn't quite click with you. So it's going to be interesting once everyone... Uh, not everyone, but you know, once the majority of the people who are getting it have got theirs. I want to know what, what conversations are like then. Um, TJ, I know you're down for this one. Uh, Aaron, did, did you ever... Did you end up being down for this one, or are you just waiting to see one? Uh, I'm waiting to see one. Uh, um... That these uh, purchases are are enough that I've got to have some some in hand time or good in hand word from people that have messed with it. Yeah, I uh, I actually got a lot more calm about picking up the figure once I saw that first video that went up where you could hear the ratcheting joints in the shoulders. Mm-hmm. So I was like, the, the that's I want at least that in this thing. I want I want its internal skeleton to be really sound and solid. Uh, it, seems, it seems like that's that's not been a problem so far for everyone who's got theirs. There's just that terrifying set of photos that went around of someone who like broke the barrel off, then broke one of the legs off. Uh, but reports from people who have it in hand uh, seem to imply that they people who have the toy were a little bit shocked and not quite understanding how someone managed to wrench the barrel and a leg off. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be a super common thing to be able to do but uh-huh. we'll see um our last listener question for this episode is from the amazing brave he says greetings evangelists and the rest of the wtf crew i was like listen to this words you're yeah. good at those i just uh, i just had uh the spool fell off the needle <laughs> and uh there's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of just raw plastic all over the floor i run on plastic uh filament i was listening to a backlog of podcasts from the last couple of months when the topic of retools and reshells was brought up and how to differentiate them in discussion this got me thinking of a hypothetical scenario where hasbro and takara continued to retool a figure's retools slowly getting more and more distinct over time my question is how long until we reach some weird ship of theseus lineage of retools where the retool has been modified so much that it no longer resembles the figure it originally came from. I personally hope that's a possibility solely because of how ludicrous and crazy an idea it is. It also makes for fun headcanon where a character remains the same across retools like they're going through some kind of extreme identity crisis. Uh, I I agree with the notion that that would be super cool just because it's an insane weird idea. And having recently looked at some of my Titans Return Deluxes again, like I feel like we're already we we've crested the 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 first the first uh, step of that mountain with the fact that Highbrow and Scourge are technically retools of each other. Right. Like, we, we, we have begun this journey if, if, you know, the folks making these toys really want to get, get down to it. We're, we're getting close. Or we were talking about it before, like, uh, Super Jinrai. Like, he's, uh, he's a retool of a retool of Ultra Magnus to yeah. make that retool look less like Ultra Magnus. Yeah. So yeah, we I think that this journey could well have already begun. So uh, I, I'm all into it. Um, also, I need to look up ship of Theseus because that's a new turn of phrase. For so me. Sh- sh- Theseus' ship, um, it's a Greek legend of when he went out on his on I think that's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, the ship that he had after a while, he had to replace the the planks in it, and then he had to replace the keel on it. And then he had to replace the hole on it. And then he had to replace the, the you know, the replace this piece, replace that piece. And so at what point is it no longer the ship that he set sail on after you've replaced every part on it, but sequentially? 
So, Aaron, what you couldn't see is we're... It's also Grandfather's Axe is another one. We're, Look at you with the knowledge. We're over I, Skype, I know, so you couldn't see I this. Do. But as you were describing what that uh, phrase means, my eyes were slowly bugging out of my head as I suddenly had flashbacks to high school social studies <laughs> classes where I learned all of this. <laughs> and that was weird. Well, you're welcome. You, know, so you ever wanted to start dropping mythology and give me some more uh, some more grade whatever flashbacks like just you know whenever you want to okay i may we, we may make it a uh occasional distance learning thing on twitter yeah it'll be a great way to just like if you feel like hey i want to confuse chris i want to see if i can give him a brain shut now like, but yeah the the idea is like as you replace something at what point does it quit being the original yeah there yeah, was right. an episode of bump in the night that was all about that you guys remember that show? The Are you show? really referencing Bump in the Night? Yeah, because I only ever saw like four or five episodes of that thing. But one of the ones I saw, the the character who was that, that doll girl was like she had like a busted arm or something and started replacing parts of her doll body with robot toy parts until she eventually replaced her entire body and they reassembled old doll girl and new doll girl was a giant robot monster. And I remember thinking like, man, what at what point did her consciousness like bud and split into two different consciousnesses that always that always stuck in my head but yeah mr bumpy uh that's some that's some jim cummings ass television you ever want to check that show out god that was jim cummings rob paulson there's a bunch of good people on that show but it was like one of the most jim cummings jim cummings performances oh no yeah it was like, like... It's, it's just yeah, all the all the things that m clue you in when you're hearing Jim Cummings, if you just took all those things and mashed them together into a voice of itself, that was his performance in that show. Yeah, yeah that's Mr. Bumpy. Yeah. God, I haven't thought, 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 thought about that show in years. Uh, <laughs> on topic, uh, I, I don't know if you can actually reach that point on a Transformer because at some, po like, at some point, like, you've still got that base skeleton that... Even across Titans Return figures, we can still kind of identify. Well, that's right. the thing. Like, it, well, I, I want to know if they'll take the next step, and like maybe it'll be unintentional. But they're like, hey, you know, if we just retooled all these parts, then we'd have like a fourth generation retool. And it turns out they just retooled out all of the yeah. remaining parts of the original toy. Yeah, yeah. So you know, what would be great for Misfire is if we remolded that spinal section in the whole thing, and we could <laughs> rotate it in a different way. Yeah, just give it different service detail. <laughs> Like there's like you want like we've been doing that for a while now. Like if you if you want like character going through identity crisis, follow Waspinator's mold all the way to Thrustinator. Oh yeah. It's, yeah, it's literally him just like completely like remolded, then remolded again, specifically to be a split personality. Yeah, like with the new head and everything. Yeah. I don't think I don't think on a transformer you could ever get that far because there's going to be something that roots it in the original mold. That'd be like imagine if it was Waspinator and then they made Transmetal Waspinator and then instead of remolding Waspinator into a cyborg thing in Japan, they like remolded Transmetal Waspinator to look more like a half original Waspinator. That would be incredible. Like, if, if Transmetal Waspinator was part of the journey to Thrustinator, I think that might actually have been, like, a cyclic, we ended up retooling the toy back into itself kind of situation. Anyway, I really like this idea. 
because we are now getting into an era of Transformers retools not being as simple as they once were, uh, I, I want them to get more and more strange and weird. I want it to turn out that, like, Legends, that, that Legends God Bomber coming out is, like, actually a retool of something. Somewhere <laughs> deep down inside that figure. It, it used to be a star scream. Yeah, you know, there's something in there that clues you in. You're like, oh my god, what did they do to you? <laughs> Um, and just just opening up the figure as you're going to turn it to the armor form. There's just a face still sculpted in, just screaming help. <laughs> I mean, there's some weird stuff that's been, le- you know, this is the one of the toys that could have led to one of these paths if it was more of a thing to do back then. Might have been, you know, that Beast Machines toy that got made into Rid Bruticus. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. The Cerberus dog. That thing. And there's just all these vestigial parts that move and are even painted inside. Mm -hmm. And they, like, they don't really mean anything. (laughs) Um, There's some way to connect this listener question to stuff like what happened on uh, on Deluxe Galvatron from back in Universe. Just made me think of that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, where there's, like, they're straight up engineer. Or the, the bike triplets from Revenge of the Fallen. Where there's there's stuff that is engineered and tooled that serves no purpose anymore. That weird combiner thing. Yeah, the slot yeah. flap. Yeah, slot flap. Oh, God, I haven't heard that phrase in a long time. Like just these weird things where it's like they they work. The steel mold was cut to include these. There there are yeah. pins involved in anything in everything, but they no one knows what they're for. They were abandoned, but they somehow still became real. Well, with the slot flap, I'm still convinced the designers didn't know what that was for. They just thought they could cobble something together once they got a third figure out. Well, it's stuff like that and like those little, you know, the little turret mode feet that are somewhere on Galvatron. And it was straight up said, oh, those are left over from an old abandoned idea. And I'm always like, like, I know I don't know exactly how toys are made, but it fascinated me that the, the, the pipeline of how Transformers are made could cause something to make it all the way to production as moving parts, even if they no longer serve a purpose. Well, it'd be something like, you know, for like, what was it? The battle for the spark or, or whatever those late stage ones are. It's like, Hey, we already have all the engineering for this, but it turns out that the guts to do the automatic attack or, you know, those teeth on those gears throw out, we can either throw away all of this effort that we've put into it just right out the window, or we can, you know, go forward in this different way, gut that out and do something slightly yeah. different. Like, especially if they're on a time crunch or something and they yeah. get told like 11th hour, okay, this can't be an ultra class. This has to be a deluxe class. So just shave off what you can and you'll just run with the rest of it. At that stage, it's like a video game hitting a deadline and you go, well, we could set the game back six months and fix all these glitches. Yeah. Or we, or we just, put it out now with the glitches it has and that and uh just hope nothing else goes wrong but that, that's that's what i find so fascinating because like when you talk about it in terms of software it's like oh obviously that makes total sense because it's not like your average user can actually see the code but then when it's right. a, when's it, when it's a physical you know tactile experience object uh something about that i just find even more fascinating because i'm like this whatever this thing is like the slot flap it it got birthed into existence. It exists. It is real. It was produced. It gained life as far as a toy is concerned, even though no one has ever in, really intended for it to get to that point. It is just like vestigial. 
but these are produced by human beings so it's not like it's it's genetic I, I, something about it i just find really fascinating like that something can make it that far and just exist and then it's like oh yeah i guess the slot flap is real it's like i thought we thought we nixed that oh well because you know, there's also the part where it probably costs more to remove that from whatever tooling happened to be made but mm-hmm. still it's just like it, it found a way to live and i think that's fascinating uh all that said those are some listener questions um we still have a few so there's no rush but as always if you want to send them to me uh the best way is to private message them to me on tfw 2005 that is the best way to send me listener questions uh i try my best to keep up with the surprisingly varied other ways i tend to get them but um i'm still telling you you need the dead drop yeah just the the box outside my apartment building yeah (laughs) just a log that i've I've like built a hinge into on the top somebody walks by at one o'clock it's like what wanton fruit wanton fruit like, oh there's new there's new questions in the dead drop and it's just it's just like literally a dead bird inside <laughs> <laughs> like how do i decode what does this mean he said to send you a tweet i didn't know what that meant <laughs> and then i cut the bird open and there's a 144 character message inside of it <laughs> handwritten <laughs> Man, like, that has to have already been written somewhere. The idea of a tweet being done manually and then inserted into a dead bird. Like, that that has to have already been written somewhere by somebody. That all lines up too well. Uh, This is all some kind of transition into what we got this week. It'll work. We're going to talk about what we got this week. Um, Aaron, I know you got a, a new major new thing. I got a major new thing and a new small thing as well. Two new small things. Oh, well, let's talk about the major new thing, um, the chaos on Velocitron. Yeah, so uh, uh, TFW member Rekgar uh, saw my pleas and was like, hey, I've got a couple of these things I don't want. Uh, and I said, well, I'm uh, kind of looking for the whole set. You know, if you find a spare one, that'd be great. But uh, oh, thanks I'm, for the offer. I might have been responsible for that. Okay, thank you. I, then. Didn't, I didn't know that. This, this was a different conversation, but it seems to have led to a similar outcome. Okay, cool. Yeah. But uh, so then he was like, hey, I went back and they had more. And I was like, hey, that's great. Because when I actually got somebody that pretended like, so I'd been trying to go to my Toys R Us from the day that it was first sighted and go and talk. And the managers there were less than forthcoming with any sort of information. I You're got not supposed both. to know what that's called. I, I got both the, uh, if it's not on the shelves, we don't have it. I'm like, well, I know, but there's no space on the shelves for this thing. I want to know if it was maybe going to come in. Oh, we don't know what we're getting until it's on the truck and at our loading dock. I'm like, that seems like a really bad way to run a business. I'm sure there's some way that you can tell what's coming soon. Especially since they used to have a manager that was, he was the boss. He, you know, if I went and said, Literally. like, hey, there's this. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but used to be the one guy that I think was the overall manager or maybe a, shift manager or whatever uh if you talk to him and you said hey there's this exclusive thing that i'm looking to get i'd really i'd really like to buy it and he would go the the whole nine yards of like okay well let's look online because if it's online and you order it from here then we can get you free shipping because it wasn't in the store okay it's not online let's see if any other stores nearby have it okay store in indianapolis has eight of them we can do a stock shift or something like that where they ship some of their excess to us because we don't have any stock just to bounce it out across the system. 
and that happens internally so you're not going to get charged and then if you go ahead and give me contact information i'll let you know when it comes in and there'll be one in the cert behind the service desk for you and it was great because that felt like customer service Mm-hmm. And this time, every time it was like, no, it's not on the website. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, it's – I know that they're being bought and sold. Here's uh, – somebody sent me – here's a copy of a Toys R Us receipt that has the, the all the numbers on it. Here's a copy of the barcode on it. Here's a copy of a, of a shelf tag at another Toys R Us. They exist. Don't run me around like I'm a moron here. I need my toys. <laughs> fist into palm right (laughs) and uh so i was getting nowhere with my toys r us and kind of gave up on it because it was getting so frustrating of like i'm not i'm not a crazy man all right no and uh, (laughs) aaron i'll share this because i I don't think it's a bad thing to share but um i believe it was right i'm gonna go double check but i believe it was it was retgar who just he sent me a message and was like hey i remember someone on the podcast saying they were interested in uh in quick switch and then you want to know how I answered that? <laughs> how how did you answer Ra- that? Rather than try, you know, to put to, to actually go and ask any of you guys, I was like, oh, I'll just reply. So I replied, I think it was Aaron. Yeah. Well, it like if, <laughs> was, if yeah, it was Rekar. Yeah, I was like, I, if I was only able to get one thing out of it, it would have been Quick Switch. Yeah. Okay. So I was. I, I remember. Correctly. So you were right, but okay. I was like, I want Quick Switch. I want Nautica. I want the clone. Yeah, uh, I, and I was so just like, to I, only I think, get one of those, it'd kind of be a bummer. I was like, I think it was Aaron, and then he replied to confirm. Okay, by the way, Prime stickers are garbage. And I was like, Yes, they are expected. Yeah, Aaron. Do, I saw, do we do we want to go big to small, small to big? How do we how do how, how do we want to? Uh, first up, just before we go, just so I can make sure, TJ, did you get the set yet? Uh, no. I've, okay, uh, I have other foolish financial commitments this month. That's fine. Uh, I just wanted to make sure because, yeah, Aaron, I want to start off with that prime because uh, this is weird. I, see, <sighs> I saw your pictures of those stickers. I saw Ken Noisemaze's pictures of those. So stickers. I, did, I didn't even go so far as to bring the prime into here as we did the recording. Yeah. I, well, no, Ken um, Noisemaze, I don't think he ever took it out of the shell. Like he yeah. left it so in the clamshell. The thing is, again, it's a case of that whole side is sticker and it's that thin foil sticker i'm trying to see if i have the previous prime here to compare because i can't remember off the top of my head i don't know he's able to um and it's all and it's cut without any clearance for it so it's like the exact size of the sticker is the exact space for the sticker so any of the corners of it where it's where it changes profile like where it's flat on the tank, it doesn't look horrible. But where it's flat on the tank and then there's a part that comes out of the tank, it doesn't quite fit in there because they cut it for the perfect size. And it's that thin foil sticker material that just any little wrinkle or ripple on it stands out something crazy because there's no thickness to it to prevent that from happening. So there's something about the really slipshod way that that was all done while still being this big, elaborate, referential, beautiful in concept sticker. Something about it I really like. <laughs> yeah, I, it's... it's it's like a it's like there's the ugly duckling and then there's the duckling that was born with like part of its face missing. Oh, and it's it's that. OK, yeah, it's the duckling that that was born with like no beak. But 
and it and it's a thing that's you know i i'm glad that it has more detail but we're still where my brain flips to is this is a gift set don't be afraid to make the gift set cost a little bit more although i guess they're probably aiming for a hundred dollar price point so Mm -hmm. working backwards to that point but it seems like you know my big issue with all the headmasters with the three headmasters that aren't the die cast ones is that the robot modes of them have no paint yeah they're they're like your usual retail ones they're like the usual retail ones or or lesser even and it's kind of upsetting that like hey opportunity throw three dabs of paint on each one of these things to make it seem like you're getting something premium. Now the, uh, the, uh, Rodimus headmaster is painted. Yeah. He's got two tone orange and yellow on his chest and silver or white for his face. And, you know, that's nice that they did that. And if anything, the, the die cast one is the one that should be, um, painted well. And he's got, like three or four different tones for his for his uh headmaster head the the one place i want to argue with you for a second is they can't possibly any be any less painted than some of the retail ones because having gone through and done some close-up shots there are some retail ones that are literally unpainted right but i'm saying that there are some retail ones that do have they're so rare though at least a dab of paint i'm not i'm not saying that they're like they're great paint, like, but I think, I that think there's most, still something there. Most of those were in like wave one, and like since wave one, I think it's kind of been it's it, it just has been more and more rare because yeah. they're they're devoting the paint, you know, I guess rightfully to the faceplate, right? And it's and it's a case where for like retail stuff, man, having a couple of Japanese ones in hand and then going to regular retail is kind of sad. Yeah, but, it's unfair, but it is also like it 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 is ruinous for some of those retail ones. Right. But um yeah, it's just slightly disappointing. Yeah. Um I, I was hoping that there would be something like I was hoping that would be like a surprise that because it's a gift set, they just sort of bumped right. budgets around. That was and, like I said, that was kind of what my my hope was that it'd be yeah. um, you know, kicked up a a, a half a notch. Also, when um, it's a gift set, maybe don't factory apply the sticker and just make it a cheat that people can apply themselves yeah. so it's their fault. Yeah. Well, no. For those for those big sheets, you'd probably want those factory applied because with, with the way that they're trimmed to the absolute edge, man, it, there, there's no way short of a machine or some person that's doing a hundred of these a day that you're going to get anything good. I I would be up for paying that extra 10 bucks when broken down across mass production. Yeah. That I'm kind of spitballing. Oh, I would I would love it if the, I would pay if, the, that if, if this like was if this was tampoed rather I, than stickers if we had paint on faces, or, I would I would be was... will, I would be willing to pay more as well. Like I said though, the issue probably is 99.95 is a mental cutoff point because oh, yeah, it's yeah. not a hundred dollars i mean even if it was them just hiring a sticker application specialist <laughs> whose entire job is to just apply the stickers very carefully okay who was a completionist in g1 i have a job for you yeah, yeah. just get get all of those people who can who can spend the time 
uh, and just pay them like 20 bucks an hour. <laughs> You're like, this is your job now. But <laughs> Don't make eye contact. <laughs> so from there, um, I mean, it's still the, all of these are still basically the same old for the for for Prime and for Quick Switch. They're still the same old. Um, I think my Quick Switch is a little bit better built than my six shot. How are the knees? Uh, the knees are our knees. They're good. Are they, are they it, loose at all? It or? still has, not that I saw. I've gone okay. through one cycle, but, and didn't notice any issues with it. It, he still has the not so great outward arm mm. strength, but not nearly as bad as my six shot is. Um, the one thing that is funny about him is I don't think his head, there's something about his face that doesn't sit as far down in the helmet. So it looks like he's wearing his dad's army helmet. Well, uh, what I understand is that in a lot of the promo images with CG CAD models, it looked like they were doing a new helmet, and then whatever may have caused that to not happen happened, and he just has six shots head. Right. Well, no, it's not just that he has six shots face and 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 head and everything. It's that his eyes sit higher. Yeah. Oh, in the helmet. Okay. So when when the top of the helmet comes down and closes it, you can see just like the bottom part of his eyes. That makes me really sure now that they had designed for a different helmet. So, yeah, I, I think that there's something slightly different. I haven't put that head and this face, the, the two faces side by side, because I think he still has like the headband. Um, mm. Again, that's the other one that's in the other room because it was basically the same toy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I know the faceplate's different because I've seen that it has a, like a nose and a mouth. Yeah, yes, but... it does. Yes, it does. And six shots just uh, the, the grill. And once upon a time, it looked like the helmet part was also going to be yeah uh new but the how, the, how are the, the, the colors, colors are dead on okay um they they look good it was definitely i was getting all the nostalgia hits on it excellent um, I, I had a quick question about the rodimus because of the die cast uh-huh. um my understanding from other folks who got him in hand is that it doesn't really mess with anything but does he feel any different as far as like he, the neck ball joint he feel i mean he's definitely heftier in hand yeah um the neck ball joint is a lot tighter okay um to the point of like i'm sitting here trying to move it and he's not wanting to um let me find a donor neck socket and i'll toss him in morbid yeah here sorry megatron are you though no not really (laughs) but i i did have him plugged into prime for a little bit yeah i mean on a neck you can bend them. It fe- there feels like there's a little bit of uh, resistance to turning, more so than on uh, like the regular headmasters. But it still is possible, and that may just be like I have to back the screw out in his belly, a, you know, just an eighth turn or something. Um, that's probably just the slightly different tolerances because it's die cast versus plastic on that. Mm-hmm. And it's a place that, like, hey, it's neat that it has a little bit more heft, but I don't think that there's anything lost or gained by diecast. Yeah, it's such a weird decision to make. I'm like, I, I think I theorized before that it's just sort of occupying the spot that like a random matrix would have before. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's just the the idea of because I mean, you have to you have to tool things slightly different for diecast because of the shrinkage differences. Yep like the idea that like they had done up these face plates and they were like hey tweak them a bit for die cast and someone just going like i pardon 
Yeah. <laughs> so I always associate diecast with an attempt to get casual collectors interested in it because they think diecast means stronger or more valuable in the long You're term. Right. But it's Quick Switch, G2 Prime, and Nautica. And it's like, and there's diecast on the Rodimus head that has no body. Here you go. And it's like, it's cute. It's kind of, it's cute. It is definitely cool. It also is just like I, you got to wonder what the the conversation must have been like, at least for a moment behind the scenes, where they're like, "Why are we doing this?" But yeah, it's he's got uh, again for his 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 face definitely looks older. I have no idea where Rodimus even is. Probably in the trash. Oh, I've seen a I've seen a side by side. Okay, um, for the side by side, it looks like he's got a little bit more of a weathered face. Yeah, he's just, yeah a couple more lines, but. Um, again, it's, it's an interesting thing to have, but nothing that, like, man, if this set is locked in on you getting that Rodimus head, um, Daniel, you have issues. I forgot how much you hate that Titan's Return Rodimus toy. Now it's more a joke than anything. Just, Aaron hates that. No one else hates that toy more than Aaron does. Um, Did you guys hear Aaron hates Rodimus Prime? The character? At least you're not talking about helicopters. Did you hear Aaron? <laughs> oh, you've opened you've opened a can now. Here, Aaron hates Rodimus because he's not a helicopter. <laughs> Do you hear Aaron loves Evac because he's a helicopter? Also, your helicopters are fake, for real. So, talking about something else, it's vertical thrust, Nautica. Wait, not, not a crack. Chromia. Say that. Chromia? Like, something else Which, that's vertical for us? Vertical thrust. Oh, I thought you said vertical for us. I was very confused. I thought that was a turn of phrase I didn't know. Like, yo, that's real vertical. For me. It's, it's Nautica, yeah. Yeah, Nautica. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, there's Erotimus. It's a helicopter. Um, but Proper. I, I am amazed at how just the turbines on the side that are straight plugins. Let's see. You have... said turbines. Well, that's what they are. I know. Oh, except for they won't go on uh um uh the turquoise guy. Why am I pulling a blank on his name? That's also a remold of Blur of Blur, not Blur. The the real headmaster. Um, oh, Brainstorm. Oh, okay, I was about to say I'm not telling you cuz you need because... to remember this. Yes, because he has something. Hold on. I, I see a blur. I'll be uh, right back. Okay. Aaron is in the sim yeah. room. There's just Transformers yeah. everywhere. Yeah, so that straight up is there is no new hardware other than the uh, molded on pieces to push. So Blur can take her uh, turbine fans and they plug right in because mm. it uses the hole for a pin uh, stress relief hole for the mushroom peg and co- covers up the headmaster uh, foot port of blur and otherwise it is just a straight repaint of blur hmm. have you tried doing the vehicle mode but with the, sh- the shield removed um not yet give me like we're in the lab live three seconds here except for it's clipped in a whole lot better than it goes on blur I also have to undo the arms. The arms are... Yeah, I, I, thanks. Thanks, Chris. It's also... that Nautica is a remold of Blur, so it should work just like Blur. 
Yeah, it doesn't look so great. Ah, oh, dang it. Well, you know, it's a mounting point. If someone can just... Yeah. I, I feel like if someone makes a different shield that is... I mean, it, it kind of ends up being like a two-prong thing. I think a different shield that... The reason why it doesn't look so great is... The point where the shield goes on is a pale, like, pink plastic. And that contrasts heavily from the... Um, the... the more like lavendery purple if that yeah. is if that is folded away like if you wanted to knock a pin out it wouldn't be too bad i just feel like if a, if a different shield plugged in that was a bit more svelte and kind of a stubbier yeah. nose that matched yeah. the the overall color Hold it on. would it would do an illusion pretty well yeah um i'm gonna send out a photo all right hey this is live at tj so that they both get to see it because i don't have an easier way to try and send things across the internet do you hear aaron's one of those guys who types things out and says out loud what he's typing while he types it <laughs> shut I up know, your dumb really face <laughs> <laughs> that one is with it down and where notify 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 Oh, that looks okay. And then here is one. Yeah. I probably should have taken both of the photos at once. If you knock those shoulder, shoulder, the, the forearm hand cover things out. And somehow. then the one that's sending right now is with that flap that holds the shield up in place. And with that in place, it just. Yeah. There's, it just breaks it a little bit. Something about this. Um, yeah, it's just, it's some, something about the, the lack, just the lack of the blur hood right. changes the identity in ways yeah. I really wanted it to. Yeah, so it's a thing that, like, if there was something that either just covered up that shield port just a tiny bit, because unfortunately with that folded underneath, there's no way that that sits oh, yeah, yeah. flat. I So I, I had assumed this whole time that the shield port was molded in the same lavender and not in gray. Because that, that messes with my original idea of just leaving it there. But, mm -hmm. yeah, like, because that is how the shield connects, just if a, if a different stubbier shield plugged in there that looked more submarine-ish, then I think that, that would have done mm -hmm. tons to, you know, mask how much this is literally blur. Right. And, it, and it's a case of, this is definitely a, a... A dirty repaint versus some of the more, like, serious reskins re-skeletonizings of of uh of toys but it's amazing though how with the turbans on there it does give it a significantly different like look to it mm -hmm. and especially being the drastically different colors and all of that again it's like there's some i mean there's plenty of paint around this thing but nothing that's like line detailed or anything so again man i wish as a gift set that it had a uh a touch up or two and maybe a different like blur car fin thing. yeah yeah but like change change that flat there, thing up there There are just a couple of small parts on that that are just like man i like two or three things but if if I think if a bit more if they could have somehow kit bashed between the blur version and the brainstorm version of those molds, uh -huh. and then done it all in the same plastic, uh -huh. it, it it might have done something cool too. Um, yeah, it already looks better than I thought. 
than I, I thought it might yeah. <laughs> with, with that quote unquote mod done. I'm trying to figure out a way to work in the fact that you don't have a shiny Magikarp into this conversation <laughs> because of what's in the Twitter fe- feed right now. Yeah. Uh, but I can't. I, I tried really hard. Do you have one? No, I don't. Well, I know someone who does. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I know. He, he was he was he was mocking me shortly after catching it, but if it helps at all, I've never seen a shiny Magikarp. I've seen a shiny. I saw a shiny Gyarados on a gym, and that's the closest I've gotten. I, I, I have seen I, nothing of the shinies. I believe it, it's pronounced Hirados. Hirados. God, it's it's a. It's Soft actually called G- Gyarados. It's his operating system. Oh my uh, god! Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, in G1, we didn't have these problems. <laughs> so then, um, Fast Clash used to be Fast Lane. I forgot he was in the gift set. Um, we were just talking yeah, so long he about is, all this. Yeah. He is friggin' Fast Lane. With a little bit more posability, and you flip up his chest for a headmaster seat. Is there anything about that toy that sticks out to you as this wouldn't have fit necessarily onto a Legends card? Not at all. It's like... I, w- I was trying to get my 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 feeling for it. It's... Here, hold on. Because I also got Brawn. And it's right here. Um, I think he's just a touch taller than Brawn. Hmm. Um... But it is very much something that feels like it could be. No, he's there eye to eye. Um, Doesn't feel like heavier at all, does he? No, it feels. I was going to say simpler because of the way his transformation is, because you just kind of point his toes, flip his arms, like roll his shoulders forward and flip his head around because his. His uh, arrow fin is attached to the back of his head it, to transform him. It seems it's, like it's the, like a simpler legends class. Yeah, the, the 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 deck seems stacked against that guy being slightly more complex than what would fit in the legends price point. For f- no, for fast clash. Yeah, apparently he's that's why he's in the gift com- set. He's he feels less complex than a legend. Uh, apparently that was that was word direct from a Hasbro rep on the show floor at Toy Fair. Really? Okay. That the clones are slightly they would they are slightly too expensive to be Legends toys, and so I'm wondering if maybe there's like something about the paint or something. No, somewhere. because there's like uh, a tampo on his spoiler. There's silver lining in the wheels couple of paint apps for like the front corners like there's not a ton of paint on this thing yeah those tampos are are... height height he's got like a similar number of paint apps as brawn here in hand they are friggin eye to eye bronze a little bit shorter but that it's fine because it's you know brawn you know what damn what a good what a good deal that brawn is then yeah (laughs) I, i don't know what would make it unless it was well, no, because the this one is half repaints. I think for this wave, for for Braun and um, the uh, red one, the red one, Roadburn, Roadburn. I'm really mad that I know that name and remembered it, and that's taking up space in my head. That something else <laughs> yeah. could be taking up. Calculus could have gone in there, but no. Instead, it's Roadburn. Yeah, friggin' Roadburn, which is not even the real name. 
right the, the fakey fake new name he has because he's a filthy not a g1 but <laughs> it's it is very much that and the way that he like he has this vestigial hip flip out in his hips for the for the clone that is yeah very much probably going to be for his twin mm-hmm. um however that ends up probably coming out in japan or if has if because it's like this is the speed set then the what is it the the big bad set is like the strength or something yeah speed strength so you got fire blast and so you got fire blast and brains or whatever <laughs> the brain set brains <laughs> that that could still be the other two clones so that they're all four of them are out there but i can see where the the shared molding on that could be potentially mm. but it's just kind of it's not from when the word was that these were a little bit too much for the legends class i was hoping for a little bit more that probably means that I don't I I would be surprised if that was some kind of deception. I wonder if it is just a case of this is getting into parts of toy production that the public just doesn't get to know about. Like yeah. maybe there's something really weird about like maybe the the twins are all or the clones are all sharing some one steel tooling and maybe they're having to shoot plastic into like one quarter of the tooling at a time and that's making it all different. Yeah. I I would hope they could gate that stuff off, but yeah, who knows if there's some other layer of stuff but looking at it side by side by side with i've got bumblebee here that can be just the same as Roadburn minus the head yeah i've got brawn here i've got a gnaw i've got a kickback they're all roundabouts the same in size and features it seems to me even to the point of actually seeming a little bit less because with um the clone you can like there is a seat that they sit on top of and it kind of has the like peg hole for the back of a, a leg versus all of these guys it rides inside of. Well, that, that sounds just a lot like Kickback's chair. Yeah. Well, it's not even like Kickback's chair because Kickback's chair can kind of like squeeze in on it. He's just totally sitting open air. Well, kick, Kickback, okay, it's like covering his back, kind of. But it's, Kind uh... of. Okay, I guess the legs are going into a cavity, sort of. I don't want to figure out a way that makes Kickback's chair sound cool. Right. Kickback's chair should be ashamed. But, uh, so then the other uh, two that I got was, and I did get them at Meyer, and uh, um, and they did have the issue where Braun was in their system at $16. Right. And Roadburn was in there at, 10 and I had to talk to customer service manager and then she had to get a toy person and then he ran back and forth a couple times trying to determine what we were looking at because they had the um the headmaster bronze back there too and so he's like no they should be like six dollars she's like no because this other one's ten dollars and they're the same size on the card can you find more and then he comes running up and he's like oh those are brand new uh yeah they should yeah they should probably be the same and aaron's just a retail terror it goes from like shaking down toys r us walks over to myers gets people running back and forth walks over yeah all the way across town sure (laughs) walks over in his helicopter just pedals over to but um, 
Yeah, so Braun, I really like Braun for the way that he works. Um, You can have the headmaster stay in his body the whole time. They're because everything is built around that. Mm-hmm. And then the his transformation is super simple, uh, just like most of these. And the way that his like roof rack thing integrates is nice too, because he looks just fine. If you lose this accessory, he just has a slope backed roof, kind of more like a hatchback roof rather than a square box roof. And it, the way that it integrates into place uh, makes it look like it, it looks just fine kind of both ways. Yeah. I would like to find that toy in person. Uh, Cause it sounds like it's right up my alley. Yeah. It's just like, I would, I, I always feel weird ordering legends online. Yeah, because anymore you got to buy the whole set. Yeah, because nobody wants to be stuck with. Well, one part. Oddly enough, there is an eBay seller on uh, that, you know, sells various things uh, like knockoffs of the perfect effect combiner feet. And they also just have a stock of road burn that they are selling for basically like retail, but shipped from China. Uh, so for like, Roadburn, now nah. I'm like, where did that come from? Where did, how did this poor sucker end up with like just a giant stock of Roadburn? Yeah, well, and who took all? Who took all the bronze? Probably because he's selling the bronze for twenty bucks a pop. Not, not on his eBay page. Somehow the Roadburns are all that made it to eBay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe he. You know what? Maybe he did have bronze, and they all sold so fast. I didn't even know they were there. Could, that very well could be. Um, because it's like the case where I, I paid a bit more for the, uh, the chaos on Velocitron set than, uh, it was, uh, worth at retail. However, the guiding principle of my logic was, Hey, now I no longer have to go to Toys R Us, deal with that, or start running around to other Toys R Us's or go for the, uh, the constant hunt at, uh, like in Indianapolis and hit the th- two or three Toys R Us's that are still open there in hopes of getting it after seeing it cited online. I can just be done with that and uh, move on. That's good. Cause they would, they would have heard of you by then. Yeah. They would know it's, that it's like that guy he's coming. The helicopter man is coming. He's going to ask about our skews. How do they know? How does he know the language? <laughs> Who smartened him up? Um, anything else on your end, or is that that is it, it for on topic? Oh well, congratulations for being the chaos on Velocitron guy here at WTFTFW. Um, I, I I really like the way that I've seen that gift set get described by more and more people as the Botcon 2017 gift set mm-hmm. because it's like it is such a Botcon set. Yeah, this this like, is. <laughs> Pretty close to what a, a set like that would have should have been. So especially that Nautica, because she's yes. just like Bakano Seven Thrust. Yeah, and it's definitely something that this the way that those lift fans get added is very much a Botcony way uh, that they could upgrade uh, an existing toy without a major impact. Yeah, like making a new piece that doesn't have to be part of the assembly of the toy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be pinned or screwed in. Um, cool. 
I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what happens when the other set pops up. Like maybe it'll just be nice and normal, and Big Bad will just get it, and that's it. But the way that this set popped up in this like oddly limited fashion, mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. Um, TJ, how about you? Have you got any new Transformers stuff to talk about this week? Uh, I did get a couple things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the brand new wave of R.I.D. Warriors in Blur and Soundwave. Nice. I have not seen those yet. Those are really. Those are also toys where I'm like, I want those, but I don't want to actually pay to order them from somewhere. I just want to happen upon them. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, it easier stateside when I have Hasbro Toy Shop and yeah, know, free shipping. It's it's nice. Um, Blur is kind of a fascinating toy. Just because the idea of taking one of the play school transformers and actually upgrading it to like a standard figure, mm-hmm. it leads to some interesting design elements. Like he does have some cartoonish look to him. Still, he's very like large, like goggle eyed in in robot mode. And while he's kind of taking the 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 overall color scheme of G one blur, ironically better than the generations blur. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he's also carrying a lot of the elements from the rescue bots design, uh, more or less, more or less, uh, the elements from the TV show. So like you could, s- even if the color is different, you can still see the same striping and the same lines across his body. I really hope that he's not the only one that gets that kind of cross-generational treatment. Yeah. And I'm still like, a little sour that he's the one that got to have that treatment <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah. Like not yeah. one of the original cast. Just one of one of the throw one of the throwaway extras. It, no, no. Like, but it, it works in a weird way. Like it is cool to see him like get the promotion, but there's still so much of the old rescue bot in him. Like his transformation is more complex. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's got this whole like you know, you know, a dome racer canopy thing that kind of all folds up all the way around him to form his back. Um, but the arms and legs still come from the exact same spots. They have the same shapes to them and extend the same ways as the rescue bot toy does. Yeah, I, I just I really hope he's like, we're going to test this out on this guy who doesn't matter. And then we'll do it really well on like the original four or something. Yeah, like that that feels like something R.I.D. should be able to do is like incorporate them into like just a little wave of four. Right. Mm. Or maybe maybe it's it'll be like they're doing this in R.I.D. and then whatever the next, um you know, post rescue bots line is might just straight up be like rescue bots too done like this. Yeah, well, maybe. It, it, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell these days because yeah. you know, we're, we're kind of blurring where the age line is with R.I.D. End of the day, this really just comes down to me feeling like maybe there's a, a slight scrap more hope that I might get those four done as toys that I actually really want to have rather than right. like, because like the I'm not not saying rescue bots are bad toys. It's just like they they the reason why I have or why I would go after the rescue bots versions of those characters is more like why I would buy a pop vinyl than why I would buy a transformer. It's because mm-hmm. like this is the only way to actually have representation of these characters, right? Still better than a pop vinyl. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> it does something. Say so this is I've just pre-ordered for during the show. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to try to cover for it. I have many friends who have eventually fallen to to the the dark will of Funko. <laughs> I keep saying it. That's what Funko does. Is eventually they will license something that is too close to your heart to deny. I. You know what? 
they they made two John Wicks and I still don't care. <laughs> I feel like some yeah. so, something about me if I'm going to pat myself on the back, my character is too strong. <laughs> I cannot be broken by God. Funko. I'm going to go and order a whole bunch more Shoto Common Rider cases so I can get more of those combat men now. Because I have integrity. <laughs> I've bought it for so long. So long. So long. We're doing <laughs> Mega Man. I hate you. I'm not going to try to get into a tangent about that new cartoon because we're not even there yet. We're still <laughs> no, Transformers. So, absolutely uh, not. <laughs> How, how about Soundwave? Because I, I want to like that figure, so tell me tell me it's great. Um, the Soundwave, okay. If you separate it, knowing that they are from the same series, if you separate it from the same universe, if you separate it from Prime Soundwave, it's a really good figure. Okay, because I, I totally can. I just, I just really was hoping that yeah. that would be like... Like, I will say it's one of those I really don't care if people notice I'm a robot-style vehicle modes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh as a truck there's no way to get into him there's no visible door or hatch of any kind his arms are just kind of there on the side of his truck mm. but he looks like a big tough vehicle you know and it's supposed to be reminiscent of his like war for cybertron style design yeah i i just want that figure to be able to hang with like uh with thunderhoof and the rest um, he doesn't have any of the cleverness of of those figures like thunderhoof and all them mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, he's just straight up, just for R.I.D., a fairly solid figure. Like He actually feels noticeably heavier than most R.I.D. toys that I picked up. Yeah, it's all that it's all that prime Soundwave body crammed inside that new suit kind of thing. <laughs> Something in that way, I guess. Like, I think I, I feel like the budget's almost expanded on these because the one thing I noticed about Blur so much was he is paint loaded. Yeah, like, he, he is the answer to everyone who's told me, well, R.I.D. toys are never painted well because he's got paint everywhere. It turns out they spent a year and a half saving up all the paint for him. <laughs> like, Soundwave's got an OK amount of paint, too, but it's kind of redundant paint because it's like metallic blue on blue mm. and you're, you're hard pressed to notice it, which feels a little bit weird. But outside of things like that, uh, it's generally done well. Uh, he does have a lot of, you know, kind of G1-ish sound wave elements. You know, of course, the chest and all of that. And he's got little, you can see little uh, buttons across his waist. Oh, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's accessorization. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like when you get a, when you get a snakeskin belt, that's not actual snakeskin. You know, he has buttons on him. He's not actually a cassette player. Yeah. No, like right, like right down to the shoulder cannon, which you can use as a handgun. It looks terrible. Because it's got an extension underneath it, so it can like sit over his shoulder without impeding anything. The benefit to that is that you've actually worked a hinge into the gun, so it actually like rotates and goes up and down like an actual turret. Oh, lovely! Yeah, so it gives a little bit more in vehicle mode, and it gives you a little bit of freedom in robot mode too. So it, it's cleverly designed in that it's doing a lot of things right in the way it's engineered everything. Um, it, there's part of me that's like, I kind of wish they had just gone the whole way and given him the battle mask because the battle mask is on, uh, the artwork on the card. Mm -hmm. So he just looks like straight up G1 sound wave, but instead he has a very, yeah, he has the prime face where it is just the red screen. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, 
it's almost disheartening to see that last vestige of prime sound waves still in him when everything else went so hard to the G1. Oh, I mean, oh, that that could even just be done with uh, with a paint job. Oh, right? oh, oh, like, absolutely. Yeah, you could just yeah. There's nothing stopping you from just painting the mask on, and it'd probably look exactly right. Yeah. But there's part of me that doesn't want to be reminded that this is supposed to be the same sound wave that like that. Oh, you know, it's like we, I, I mean, he probably is, but until they really say something on the show, I'm just gonna roll with the idea that hey, maybe this is just like some other sound wave. <laughs> Well, because part of uh, that's probably the best way to look from it. Like the way I, I phrased it in the review as it feels like we tore down something beautiful to build a Walmart. Yeah. Well, it's like it's mm-hmm. like um, he he and Blur both are kind of like these weird nostalgia pulls for a, a line that's not ever really tried to catch hold of an older generation. And it, it felt like, you know, when they got that that uh, article that went up where it's like, hey, check it out. They're doing Blur and Soundwave again. And it was all about the new Rid toys. And I was like, I, this feels kind of weird that, you know, there's a, an outreach to the older fan for a line that yeah. has never tried to catch the older fan outside yeah. of happenstance. It's kind of strange. Well, in one way, it's going back to previous designs, because if you believe that, you know, it's the aligned universe, then Starscream and Soundwave are kind of going back to their old bodies. And, you know, Bumblebee yeah. even references that when he first sees Starscream. And for, Star- all- for Starscream, at least it makes more sense, because it's just like, you could he you can buy that he has vanity. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it helps when, you know, we're used to the Starscream in the comics has changed bodies like a dozen times now. Yeah, like, I, I think that uh, I, I think that if you just apply President Starscream... Uh, you know, sprinkle him onto Prime Starscream. It doesn't yeah. feel foreign. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like nonsensical. Yeah, but there's just something about Soundwave just like suddenly bulking up and getting this massively jacked body. That's a little weird. Maybe he just had a mo- an epiphany in the Shadow Zone, and he was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna stop not eating. I'm just gonna eat. <laughs> That's why he's so thin. Is like he got rid of his mouth. Yeah. He put it back on, got a stomach, just went whole hog, and now he, now he turns into a big truck. <laughs> That's what happens to you. No, I don't want to fly anymore. It's too useful. Yeah. No, but, like, overall, you separate it from the previous example of Soundwave, and he's, a, he's, he's still a really good toy. You know? Though I will agree, it's kind of strange that suddenly that line has kind of gone full shift into, like, oh, we're all about combiners and G1 characters now. Well, it, it, I, the combiner thing at least feels like it is just straight up like a yearly gimmick the way that like Rid has always tried to have these weird yearly gimmicks mm-hmm. often revolving around minicons. Uh, and then it got way better in the second year where they were, that, you know, the minicons did more than turn into balls and, and hockey pucks and whatever. Um, so I, I can see how that works. You know, and it makes for gimmick toys and stuff. But then oh, like yeah. sprinkling in this weird like also here's some G1 reference in the warrior lineup. It's like, all right, sure. Well, well, even in the combiner lineup, we know they're doing Bruticus and Menasaur. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to think about that too much because they're never going to get good toys. Nope, probably not. Oh, uh, like Takara could do a, like a weird thing they did with the uh, the fall of Cybertron Grimlock. Just super mold some of the combiner war toys. I don't know. I don't know. They could. I, they could. I don't know if they will. I would like they, it if they did. They probably won't. But I'm trying to get your hopes up for something that will never happen. <laughs> I know that feeling. 
Um, was there anything else on, on your end for what you got? Uh, no, that is it for the week. All right, because I was going to say, thinking about toys that are good and that exist, I got a new Transformer, uh, and I have a story behind what? it. I got uh, Titans Return Topspin uh, from okay. the new wave of deluxes. They, they showed up in Canada. I have a little story behind this. I went to have lunch with Hoopla, a friend of mine, uh, and uh, he said, hey, I heard uh, that wave four was spotted at Eglinton and Young Toys R Us. Do you want to go check it out? And I was like, why not? Let's go check it out. Uh, so we get there, and uh, the deluxe pegs are, it's just a sea of empty. You can see, it's just a bunch of empty pegs and a wall behind them, except for two top spins. And two of us went there, so I'm like, hey, I know you weren't necessarily going to buy a top spin, but now you have to. Because whoever came in here, wh whatever beautiful person came in here and bought every single Wave 4 deluxe except for the best one, clearly left these for people so we need to buy these that's not literally what happened as far as our conversation but it is true what happened as far as finding top spins someone someone bought everything except for the top spins and like i can't comprehend that uh because so you know how you, you guys have messed with trigger happy right mm -hmm. you know how he's really good yeah yeah imagine if there was a toy that was very similar to him but also like better in every way and you got Topspin. You're lying. He somehow is better than Trigger Happy. That doesn't take anything away from Trigger Happy. Uh, and admittedly, Topspin has a weirder looking vehicle mode. But he does everything Trigger Happy does, right even down to like that, that trick that Trigger Happy has where there is a vertical spin. Like a, there's a vertical cut on the torso with a spinning part to like move parts around. Hmm. He has a similar thing, except his works slightly differently, and uh, it moves the entire, like, waist down section. And then what's really cool, so in vehicle mode, the waist clips in over the neck socket, then it unclips from that, rotates around on the chest, and clips onto the waist. And he still has a waist swivel. Also, the front section and like kind of just gets eaten by the cockpit and turns into a tiny backpack. Uh... He also has like no hollow gaps um, like his the backs of his legs are the folded in bits of the back of the vehicle. And then like, you know how a lot of Transformers will have a flip out fist and then there's a hole where the fist was. Mm -hmm. This guy, his entire lower forearm opens up. There's a, a panel opens up, has sculpted detail inside of it, too. I just noticed. And his fist and bicep both fold into there. So his like entire arm and hand sucks into his forearm and then a panel closes up over the bottom so it's never hollow. So like hmm. he feels like a really solid third party toy in a lot of ways. Uh, and he, yeah, he is now my favorite Titans Return figure of the line. So like I got the I got the best deluxe of wave three. Um, still going to track down all these figures I haven't got eventually. But like I was like, if I'm going to buy one figure before sales, it's going to be trigger happy. And then it, when I heard about Topspin, he became that tier as well. It, it is deserved. It's a very good toy. And the fact that we know we're getting a twin twist out of this figure just makes me even more happy. It's like the best deluxe in the line is going to be done twice in a way that makes sense. And the second best deluxe in the line is going to have two heavy remolds to be the other two characters who go with the original release. It's like Titan's Return is, is deluxe. It's a beautiful line. It is a beautiful toy line. Uh... If you see Topspin, you should get Topspin. He turned out 
great. And the like the fact that they did the jump starters and modernized their aesthetic in a way that still fits in with Titans Return, but doesn't necessarily follow the Titans Return ethic of just add joints to the G1 toy, uh, is really cool. It makes like Topspin's vehicle mode has never looked this badass and and like legitimate. Uh adding a cockpit does does tons. And then like his, his robot mode, it just it looks like a jump starter until you look at what the jump starters looked like and you realize that like, oh, he also looks like a normal per- he looks like a normal person wearing a jump starter costume as opposed to what the jump starters look like, where like half their body is gigantic feet. And mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's just a very well done toy. So I hope I hope it does not become difficult for people to find, because I, I love it a lot. The other oh, uh, by the way, his head. I'll just double check. The Titan Master robot mode is completely unpainted. So uh, awesome. That's how it is. Also, it's oddly, gotta keep that tradition up. It's oddly hard to get his head into the socket because the clip, uh, it it holds him his his it it clips on super well, but the clip doesn't have much give because it's got like a frame surrounding it. So you know when you try to stick the head in, right? Often the head will start twisting around before the clip gets a grip on it. And it's kind of tricky to get the head to, to seat properly. If you just t- turn the little head around 180 degrees, it still seats just fine, but it clips in so well. I, I really try to get it to actually clip. And I find it's easier if you just try to clip it in before transforming the Titan master into a head. Cause then you can kind of hold the head steady while you shove stuff together. Um, this is all like really, really well described as well. I just wanted to throw it out there. And his little Titan Master looks to me like a tiny top spin. Um, you know, a, okay. lot of, a lot of creative liberties taken, but he's got a goggle face. So I think he's just a tiny top spin. I've seen, you know, theorizations that he's, uh, you know, he's holy um, from uh, MicroMasters. But I like the idea of him just being a tiny top spin because I like the idea of titan masters just being sculpted to look like a small version of their main body because then we're, we're just getting away from all the complicated stuff and we're just having transdectors um i also got something else on topic that it was free uh it's an app called transformers forge to fight it's a new mobile game that came out uh it's okay. by it's by kabam the people who did marvel clash of champions so it's a, it's a fighting game with action RPG elements. Uh, I played it for about a day so far, and I, I kind of like it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to run into some kind of terrible wall eventually, but the engine is not bad. Uh, it's a fighting game played on a, on a mobile device with a touchscreen, so it's obviously not going to be perfect, but there are a, there's enough options that it feels like there are legitimate tactics to the game, because... You can swipe back to, you know, put distance between yourself. Um, if you're up close, you can tap to do a light attack or swipe right to do a hard attack. And if you hold on the right side, you turn into a vehicle to do a heavy attack to break through the block. Um, and then if you're at distance, tapping will instead shoot your firearm. So everyone has ranged attacks. And then if you want to avoid ranged attacks, you can swipe up or down to move in the Z plane. Uh, which you can also use the, what? the, the Z plane. Uh, Zed, last letter of the alphabet. Is that, is that one of those evil dimensions from Power Rangers? Yeah, it's where Brain Satan lives. Robot Brain Satan. 
attacks from the Zed plane. So it's got three-dimensional movement to a degree, which in in limited practice so far, I found actually mixes up the combat a little bit because whether or not it's intentional, you can mix all these elements together to create like distance games and there, there's a bit of timing or there's baiting you can do as far as like, you know, oh, I'm dodging in the Z-axis. Does that mean I'm going to shoot at you or am I trying to get you to shoot at me so I can then run in and hit you? So there's this stuff going on. Um, also, aesthetically, it's kind of funny because it's like a bunch of classic G1 guys and a bunch of movie guys and Rhinox. Um, the idea being it's like, you know, dimensions colliding. And the storyline's kind of cute. Because it's Optimus Prime and Marissa Fairborn of the EDC go off in the arc to look for energy sources and they get sucked into a black hole and they end up on this planet full of other reality Transformers who are all fighting each other. And the whole thing, it turns out, is a Quintesson plot. It's not much of a spoiler because you find all this out in like the first 20 minutes. But basically you're on a planet called New Quintessa where you're getting harassed by Quintessons who are all mind controlling other Transformers and getting you all to fight. It's kind of neat. Um, so check it out. You know, it is it is a mobile game, and the current model of mobile gaming is that you get a free game that then highly encourages you to buy things inside of it. But uh, right now, if you go if you go in there, like, I didn't pre-order the game, but I got all the pre-order bonuses, I guess, because I just got in on launch week. So I got, like, a free one-star Bumblebee, and then at level 15 or whatever, or 10, I got, like, a two-star Movie Optimus who's ended up being a really solid character that has carried me through a lot of stuff, uh, which is funny because it's also big spooky movie Optimus. So I've got him, you know, working alongside G1 Optimus, and I'm hoping eventually somewhere in the dialogue they write in the obvious conversation to be had between those two characters. Um, but it's neat. It's worth checking out. Hopefully it, it doesn't crash and burn or anything. But apparently Marvel Clash Champions is going strong, so I don't know. That's also my whole on-topic thing. How long was I talking? Was that for like two hours? Tell us something. I don't know. Sorry, where are you? What? What, what day, day is, is it? it? <laughs> don't God. steal my We've been thoughts. doing this show a long time. Brain vampire. No. <laughs> let's uh, let's do a quick off-topic because if if I don't say that, then we're gonna have a very long podcast. Uh, my head's all over the place. <laughs> but let's do a little bit off-topic. Um. TJ, do you have any, any off-topic stuff to talk about? Or was that really just a Transformers week? Uh, it was a Transformers week. No, all my off-topic will be saved for next time on WTF at TFW. Because <laughs> good lord. Oh boy. Fingers crossed. I'm going to be more awake that time, too. Uh, you assume. I, I. You know what? Yes, I do assume. There's. A, I might have said I'm going to be more awake next time. For the last couple weeks, <laughs> I've recorded podcasts. Uh, Aaron, did you uh, do any off-topic stuff? Um, so I did mention the Think Geek store that opened up in our mall, where it's yes. an actual physical in real in real life store. Uh, we went there the opening day. I was wearing my uh, Mass Effect N7 hoodie. That's a nice, comfy hoodie that I wear all the time at work because I'm right underneath an AC vent. And so as I walk in, one of the employees is like, "Oh." Have you seen the um, Omniblade cosplay toy? And I was like, yeah, I saw it online. She's like, hold on. And she goes and gets one and hands it to me. And and she's like, how's that? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to buy it now. Thanks. That whole store is a sin room, Aaron. That's a sin room. That's what I was talking about. But um, it so I've got that. It makes for a nice like display thing. And it acts very well as 
like a in hand, like a Omni Blade might feel. Which then I have enough friends that do cosplay and a couple friends at work that that do that. They're like, hey, it'd be really easy to throw a little uh, LED pack in there and make it light up. And then another one is like, yeah, and it's actually pretty easy to make. Like in seven armor, you just get a whole bunch of like uh, of just like closed cell foam, and it's there are patterns out there that you can just print that up and do that. Yeah, Aaron, we could probably have you a cosplay ready for Gen Con. I was like, do it, do it, do it, do it. Maybe do it so that's where i'm at with that right now i am playing mass effect andromeda that's probably the part that doesn't help that i'm playing the game and that happened and i have bad influences at work aaron you have good influences at work i think aaron i want to i want to break through that wall i want to do a cosplay too and i don't know where to start like you 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 got people who can do stuff for you okay like i'm just all i want to do I want to get me. I got a metal briefcase. I want to put a big. I want to put a big X on the front. I want to get me some white clothes done up all like on screen. I want to be a Foundation X person from Common Rider Double with a big metal briefcase. Okay, you're the w- devil. I just okay. want to. I want to. If, if if you already have a metal briefcase, what about turning it into the um, Tesseract briefcase? You doing a shield thing? Well, I got the I got the DVD set with the Tesseract in it already. So I got so a plastic you, briefcase with a plastic light in it that's cube-shaped. So you can take that, take the guts of that, put it in the metal briefcase, and look even better. I get, you see, what I was going to do... Or if you've got a brief... I guess, no, that wasn't a metal briefcase, was it, for um, Pulp Fiction? Mm, oh, God, now I can't remember. That's embarrassing. No, it wasn't. Throw it, toss a yellow LED in that, and you've got Marcellus Wallace's soul. No, here's the thing. Okay. So I got this. I Crin got me a metal briefcase. I mm-hmm. think it's big enough where you know those Gaia memory sets they sold the complete selection ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got the first two of those. I didn't get the crazy big one, but I got those two. I think I might be able to just take the foam inlays from inside those boxes and just put them in the briefcase. And that's what got me thinking. Because then I could just have a briefcase full of evil Gaia memories with rib cages all over them. Get mm-hmm. me get me some white shoes, white pants, and a white jacket, shades, slick my hair back, wander around a convention, and just, like, look all creepy like a Foundation X person. Just glower at people and talk into a Bluetooth headset. I think that'd be fun. I yeah. want to... That's what I want to do. I want to... Because I... Cosplay looks so fun. Yeah. And I, well, I, I want to roll in a crew of Foundation X people. Like, imagine <laughs> five Foundation X people just walking around a convention, just looking suspicious. So then it was like the other part of the potential of me doing Mass Effect armor is I have plenty of nerf weapons, plenty of nerf weapons that look pretty close to Mass Effect weapons. It'd be easy enough to like gut those. And one of my friends did a Captain America cosplay where he put magnets and a harness on his back and a steel plate on the shield so he could just put it in place on his back like Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. style. And between a hook and that magnet he can jump around and move and it's not going anywhere so he's like yeah it'd be easy enough to toss uh he's like "Ah, i'd probably want to put the magnet in the in the gun because you're going to have the armor and with the foam it'd be easy enough to put a sandwich a like a metal piece inside of that and you can just like toss that on there and i was like yeah that'd be no no i don't need to do this 
Yes, you do, Aaron. You have people yeah, I'm, I'm thinking literally about doing talking to you about how they know how to do it. You are in a position not many people are in where you can say, I know. oh, I would love to someday magnetize a gun to my back, except you have people who can actually do it that you talk to who could probably give you a hand with it. Like, yes, you have, I know. And I'm not going to try to seal the deal with this, but I'm just going to tell you. All right. Just picture this. Who are you cosplaying as? Oh, I am Aaron Seven. And no. Seven Aaron. No, because I could just be Commander Shepard because, hey, custom face. I'm, N I'm N7 Aaron, Aaron Shepard. <laughs> Did you call your Shepard Aaron Shepard? I think so. Well, there you friggin if you don't do it, I'm going to actually get mad at you. All right. You got it. See, see, now you're <laughs> now now you're working on my side to not do it. Because then it means I'm not having to do all this effort, and you're getting mad. That's that's a twofer. That's a win-win. No, no, but this is not. This is not going to be the funny haha mad. This is going to be like I'm a come up. I'm a sick the helicopter crowd on you kind of mad. Aaron, you really should do this. You should do this. I I seriously am thinking about doing it. It's more a matter of like I'd like to be able to get stuff set up here to do that. So there's going to be a whole lot of work of of cleaning up and probably that all of that together may be the impetus to get a real desk instead of this old crappy corner desk and have space to work on stuff and then have a thing to be working on. Ah, another positive thing. All right. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'll do. Hey, listeners, if you think Aaron should do it, why don't you message him on Twitter? Uh, also leave him a Facebook mm -hmm. note and PM him on TFW 2005 just to make sure he gets the message. Uh, and, you know, because it sounds like he's a little unsure. So why don't you all let him know whether or not he should do it? You're gonna do it, right? You're gonna do it. It's, like, it's we're off a the thing mic that now. might gonna... happen. Okay, we're off the mic I'm... now, though. Right? You're gonna, you're yeah. Gonna oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I totally believe that because I can see Audacity still going. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, yeah. it's like quote unquote off the mic. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, oh. it's carny talk. It's carny uh -huh. talk. Okay. It's like podcast carny talk. We're off the mic now. You're gonna do it, right? I'm. It it is a non-zero chance of happening. As I figure things out, that chances become higher and higher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a yes. All right, well, we're back after that uh, little technical difficulty. Um, Aaron, anything else uh, off topic on your end? Um, I got a couple of Lego sets, nothing major. A couple of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Lego sets mm. because Guardians of the Galaxy 2, it's, it's coming up soon, man. You know who cosplayed a pretty good Star-Lord? That Krasis. Yeah, he did. Like, it's weird that he changed from being a podcaster to a cosplayer, but he did a good job. Mm -hmm. Oh, so that was, again, thinking about cosplay. So another thing that was at that ThinkGeek store was they had for, what was it, $996, a complete Stormtrooper set that's like, by that, you can go straight into the 501st. Was it like plastic or fiberglass? It was plastic. It was all uh, vacuum form plastic. Wow. Yeah, I was I like, mean, well, I, I, and so that was the question I had to ask is like, how many people like come in and go, you know what I needed? A thousand dollar set of cosplay armor. The thing is, not many, maybe not ever, but it's the really nice car you put at the front of the lot so you can get them to come look right. at the crap well, in the back. It, it's something I think if it had been on something, it might have been better, but it was in, it was like, in a pile. It would no. It was in the box, <laughs> oh. like at oh. the back by the t-shirts. 
And so I was just sitting there walking back and forth, and I had I thought it might have been just some standee type thing. I was like, a thousand dollars? What the heck is a thousand dollars? Oh, it's a whole set of armor. All the armor, the undersuit. I think it came with the rifle as well. Like, I mean, oh, it was it was a complete. If, if I wanted to be like, look, I'm just getting into the stormtrooper game right now, and I have a thousand dollars to spend. Getting into the stormtrooper game. <laughs> I like the idea that it was shunted behind all the t-shirts because they're like, yeah, it's kind of a nerdy thing. We're hoping no one would see it. It's a little bit right. Star I mean, and I Wars. I could see that as like, okay, I want to get into cosplay, and hey, here's the shortcut, and I'll order it online. But it was like in the store. That was the thing that was weird to me. That was like, yeah, you should have picked it up and asked where the changing room is. <laughs> yeah, and then just leave because you're like, what are you gonna do? I'm a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. They throw a rock at the back of your head, and your head ex- explodes inside the helmet because stormtroopers. Yeah. Um. Well, I have nothing off topic to talk about. So uh, the only thing I was going to throw in there was I saw the plans that Bioware has for the upcoming like month or two of patches to Andromeda. Yeah. And it's making me feel like I really want to play that game in about three months. Which was already kind of my plan. Hey, this uh, this first update was pretty good. I heard, but I'm like, I was already going to wait till all DLC was out so I could just have the beautiful run I eventually had with Mass Effect 3. Okay. And so I figure like, hey, if waiting for all the DLC also means that I'm getting like l- literally a phone book of quality of life changes... Mm-hmm. it's going to be great and also then i'm going to be the terrible person on twitter who like in four or five months is like hey mass effect andromeda was pretty good oh i played it after all of the quality of life updates what what was your experience like uh but yeah i'm uh i'm i'm looking forward to eventually trying that thing out i've enjoyed it I've, i think i've probably spent almost as much time in the multiplayer as i have uh in the single player is it is a good multiplayer because i loved yeah it is it is very much like the mass effect 3 multiplayer i loved that i just wish i could get uh um origin or whatever to link my origin id between pc and uh xbox one because so many people i more people i know are playing on console but like I enjoy playing it on the PC, but it'd be nice to take all of my multiplayer progress since that's all like card based uh, and the like to bust into other things to be able to take that mood around. And I know it's something that's online because I can access the the Apex missions or whatever via the app on my phone in order to do that the same way that three had like the Galaxy at War stuff. That's, that's just a frustration that like, no, there's a different origin ID for axsmith on xbox than there is for axsmith on origin i don't know what you're doing i it always bugs me when you have and i know there are probably reasons but it always bothers me when i feel like there is a database this is pulling from Mm -hmm. and if i switch platforms you can no longer pull from this database that to me seems to contain data that is irrelevant to the platform restrictions thereof Right. It and, feels and like it's, it should be a, a, a spreadsheet. That and it's, it's not from. even that because I know that like talking with Alfie, she can access the same thing on the same app on her phone. So it's just a matter of like there's just a disconnect because I signed up for origin with a Gmail account and I have a Hotmail account 
that also is pointing at one and the couple of times I've I've poked at trying to get this stuff lined up I get well no those are two separate accounts I'm like no I want to make it one account is there a way that I can keep what I've bought on or bought on origin and have that linked to the account that's on Xbox and the answer I've gotten each time is I don't know how we'd do that oh we'd love it if you just bought it all again though yeah well I, I have <laughs> That's oh, the sad thing. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't. Have, now they're just like, well, he's going to buy it all again. Just tell him we can't. Right. He bought an N7 blade. This guy, he bought an N7 blade. Um, That blade looked really cool. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. You also reminded me about a thing I wanted to yell about during the show at the start that I forgot about, but now I remembered it. So I'll close out by yelling about this because it might have affected some of the podcast threads. Anyway, Photobucket <laughs> as a website had some kind of massive stroke. And has been intermittently just losing photos and then getting them back and then losing them again. Anyway, I mentioned that on Twitter because it was just like one of many things that were really bothering me uh, over the last couple of days. And I got a surprising number one. I, I didn't I didn't even think of this, but it totally has has worked as a solution. If I decide to do it, repeat someone uh, zero Kaiser said, like, hey, why don't you just put them on put the photos on uh, in a Facebook album and link from there? And I forgot that that was possible now because I remember a bygone era where hot linking from Facebook was like a, a hot mess. That's my cool slogan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also got replies going like, why are you even using Photobucket anymore? And it's 2017. And I'm like, yo, listen, it's not like I'm using Photobucket for my, my entire life's work of imagery. It's just where podcast pictures and sales photos ended up. Also... I didn't know there was some kind of thing about using Photobucket, and then I realized I'm also someone who still uses Outlook as a front end for email. <laughs> so you know what? Come at me. I, I put I put my family photos on Photobucket, and I I get them in emails that I receive in Outlook. <laughs> so uh, maybe maybe I just like these. The thing about Outlook is really dumb too. Speaking as someone who likes it, Outlook doesn't even suck my email in anymore. It just shows me my email. <laughs> but all the email is still held in a webmail service. Um, so I've lost the, the thing I had where I'd say, well, this way it's taking it off the off the Internet and putting it into a into an archive like it doesn't even do that anymore. Um, but it's a front end that I like. Anyway, I'm going to go update my live journal that this podcast episode is done and uh, pop a link into my ICQ. Yeah, Thanks for joining me, everyone. Don't forget to friend us on MySpace. Now that's just no, that's no one. No one uses MySpace. I almost said MySpace, and I was like, no, that's the, that's the wrong deep cut. I'm gonna go for ICQ instead. Oh, but it's coming back. Is it? I remember there was some promotion where someone bought it out. It's like we're revolutionizing it. Well, there's okay. I can understand someone saying that, but until it actually happens, I wouldn't believe it's gonna happen. <laughs> anyway. Thank you all for listening to this episode of WTFTFW. Um, you can find us on WTF.TFW2005.com over on MySpace. And uh, go and enjoy a toy, because it's fun. Bye-bye.